You're listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life, health, and nutrition coach, and I'm also a breast cancer thriver. If you're trying to figure out how to move past the trauma and the emotional toll of breast cancer, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I will give you the tools and the insights to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. Hey friends, you're listening to episode 281 of Better Than Before Breast Cancer with me, Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach, and this is our Tuesday Terrain Talk. This is an exceptional day for me to be recording this Tuesday Terrain Talk. It's so serendipitous that this fell together today because today is the day that I received my Terrain Certified Network Advocate Badge from the Metabolic Terrain Institute of Health. And what that means is that I have completed all of the coursework, the mentorship requirements, and all of the other elements that are required in this last year of training through Dr. Nisha Winter's program at the Metabolic Terrain Institute of Health. And I have become an official terrain advocate and I am so excited. What a terrain advocate does is I have the ability now to work with oncologists who are supporting cancer patients and step into this role of educating people on the insane amount of power you have over supporting and improving your metabolic health. I cannot tell you how much this means to me. When I started this training a year ago, nearly a year ago, I started November of last year, and I'm an overachiever. I like to be the first one out the gate and get this done. I love earning badges. Anyway, when I decided to do this course and do this training, I really did it for myself. I really made this investment first of time and energy and money into myself because I wanted more information on how to heal. Dr. Nisha Winters could not be a more valuable resource. She is a leader, a top leader in this field of metabolic health. And I wanted to understand how do I go deeper? How do people support their body's ability to heal? How do people change their lives entirely? What does this mean? What does this look like? And what do you know? And I got to tell you that what I learned is so far beyond the scope of what I expected. And as a graduate, as an advocate now, as a certified advocate, I move into this terrain network where I get to sit in on these case studies and work with doctors and listen to Nisha and present case studies of my own clients that I'm working with, which is an incredible honor and benefit. It's just amazing because this woman has decades of experience in supporting metabolic health, especially and particularly with people who are trying to support their body's ability to heal from cancer. The knowledge is absolutely incredible. And as I got into this and I learned more about this, it just blew my mind. And then it grew way beyond what I wanted to do for myself because I was so excited to take this knowledge and bring it back out into the world. I started these Tuesday Terrain Talk episodes a few months ago because I want all of us to be more aware of what is available to us. And that does not mean 
that we abandon standard of care or we judge standard of care or we're criticizing standard of care. And I just think it's important to keep pointing that out. What I'm speaking of is an integrated approach to supporting ourselves and our health. I am in treatment for stage four cancer. I take chemotherapy. I have had radiation multiple times. I do make my decisions on what I think is going to serve me best and preserve my health and my quality of life on both sides of this coin. I'm so thrilled that I have the ability to access all of it. And I want you to know you have the ability to access all of it too. I think that when, as we move forward and we start to really embrace and step into the power we have over our health, it's just critical that we realize that we don't have to be in judgment or condemnation of anything. We just have to look at all the tools available to us and ask ourselves, what will work? What kind of quality of life do I have? What kind of span of life do I want to have? How do I want to feel every day? And what are the things I can do to support myself in getting there? And it is incredible the tools that are available to us. But here's the thing. You got to put a lot of intention into it. You have to put work into it. You have to be deliberate. This last weekend, I went to Napa Valley. It was amazing. Nine of us women who have known each other since either elementary school, junior high school, or all of us since high school came together to celebrate our 60th birthdays. We were all born in 1963. We all turned 60 this year, and we decided to have uh, one big birthday party where we would all come together and celebrate. There were some of our friends that weren't able to be there that we did miss, but for the nine of us, it was an incredible experience. And, you know, I've come so far in this journey that was really cool for me. I, I thought about this, and I thought, you know, if I had done this trip, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, even after my stage four diagnosis, but before this training, if I had done this trip, I think it would have been different. I think I would have been saying, it's okay. I'm going to have all the bread. It's okay. I'm going to eat the pasta. It's okay. It's just a weekend away. And if I decided I wouldn't do that, I probably would have been feeling deprived at that point in time. I probably, why do, why don't I get to eat these things? You know, why do I have to be different than everybody else? But I was so at peace when I was at this trip, and I did have a couple of wine tastings and a couple of glasses of wine, not ashamed to admit that. But as far as the food, I stuck to my program. I made the choices that support my ability to stay in therapeutic ketosis, which I was in nutritional ketosis because I had that wine. But that's okay because I got home, did a little bit of fast, took the necessary nutrients I knew I needed to do to shift my body back into this state of ketosis, which is really what it's all about. It's about the metabolic state of health that we're after. So I just was noticing as I was sitting there and we went to some amazing restaurants, some amazing wineries. There was some gorgeous food. We went to an Italian restaurant one night and tell, I'll tell you the breads and the pastas looked out of this world. And it was, I was okay with it, you know? I was perfectly okay ordering the branzino with the tomatoes and frizzy on the side, you know? And I thought, this is so nice to have finally come this far where I realize this is not a deprivation. Like, this is a treat. This is a good thing. And to, you know, everybody's having all these delicious meals saying, you want to taste this? You want to taste that? And I thought, I really don't. 
I really don't want to taste that. I don't want to put flour into my body or I don't want to put sugar into my body. And I don't feel like I'm missing out. I'm so happy enjoying what I'm enjoying and feeling good about what I'm doing for myself. And that's such a lovely place to be, but it does take work to get there. I'm not going to lie about that ever to anybody. And I hear people say to me all the time, you know, and this was even said over the weekend, if I ever get cancer, I'm going to do what you do. And I always am a little shocked by that. And I think, why would you wait? Why would we wait until you have any kind of disease, any kind of health ailment of any nature to start taking care of yourself? Do we really have to get sick before we pay attention to treating ourselves well? I'm going to say no, but I just don't think we have that level of awareness generally as a society. We don't think in those terms. We think it's okay as long as I'm not sick. I'm eating this way now and I'm not sick, so it's okay. If I get sick, I'll change it. But we don't get sick overnight, right? This builds up. And again, food isn't everything. This is a multifaceted approach. But I want to talk for a minute on this show about one thing that everyone can do to begin making that shift. And I get a lot of questions, especially since I've done a couple of episodes on how you look at your blood and the different metrics and labs that we go through to look at where your metabolic status is actually at. So there's another measurement of metabolic status, and it's something that I look at every single day, and it's called your GKI, and it means your glucose ketone index. Now, I look at my GKI because here's the deal. If you or only looking at your glucose, you're kind of only getting one side of the story. So if you look at your glucose and you say, oh, my glucose is 94. Okay. That's just like a snapshot of what did I eat or was I under stress or did I not sleep well? But if you measure your ketones as well, and then, well, what I use is an app that does the algorithm with me, but there is an equation to figure out the glucose and the ketones. There's an equation you put them together to come out with your glucose ketone index. Now, this is a really cool first step into learning about your health, learning about your responses to food, and getting the whole picture. Because you're not just seeing, oh, my glucose is on average 90. That's pretty good. Great. But where are your ketones? Because the ketones come in to support your body's overall health, because we know that cancer can't draw its energy from ketones. So we want to keep those at a certain level in our body. Now, I keep them at a higher level, which this is, sounds a little weird, but the higher my ketones are, the lower my GKI is, right? Because my glucose is low, my ketones are high, my GKI is low. That's what you want when you're trying to get into therapeutic ketosis. But as an overall approach to health, getting into a zone of nutritional ketosis is what's recommended for everyone every human being. We don't have to have any problems, but I'll tell you what, I'm 59 years old and the majority of my friends, which they look amazing, they are gorgeous. And it's funny, I hear the statement, none of you look 60. And I think that's such an interesting statement because this is what 60 looks like, right? Do we think 60 has to look something else? Does 60 need to look like a 90-year-old? Like, think about that statement. What is 60? This is it. This is it, 
right? But when I hear that, and I hear that a lot, in fact, we were all saying it to each other all weekend, you don't look like a 60-year-old. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Because that's just a story that I've been telling myself. Based on what? Based on what my grandma looked like when she was 60 or what my mom looked like from my lens when she was 60. And I think, but this is 60, right? And I was thinking about that a little bit because I was just kind of wondering about other areas of our life and, and just contemplating other areas of our life where we want to resist what is because it doesn't align with what we think, right? And this is another thing when it comes to healthy aging, when it comes to overall health, people say, you know, you don't look sick. You don't look like someone that has cancer. And I think, but I am. So isn't that interesting because this is what that can look like. So we can start to change that perception and, and realize, you know what? We don't have to look this way, which from, you know, what people say to me is like really old or not independent or not able to get out and enjoy your life and things like that. You can be youthful and healthy and vibrant and active at any age. Can we shift that thinking so we realize, well, 60 can look good, you know, 60 can be active, 60 can be fit. And we do look like 60-year-olds because that's what we are, right? So that was kind of a squirrel moment. But I just thought that was an interesting thought. When it comes back to our thinking, we just have so many interesting thoughts that we believe are truths. But when it comes down to it and we stop and evaluate them, there's no truth to that, Right. It's a very interesting thing to contemplate. What other thoughts do you have in your life that apply that way, that you don't accept or that don't make sense to you because they're not what you think they should be? It's an interesting thing. And I think that it also can apply to this work we do, and I'm coming back to GKI now, to thinking about our food, thinking about our nutrition and our lifestyle and realizing like i don't have to be a sick person to do things to support myself and if you do it now it's not as challenging so someone who doesn't have any kind of a disease doesn't have to get into such a high level of keto of ketosis right so it's a little easier and a little looser of a program but still a much healthier program than the standard american diet and so I think that's what I, I lost my train of thought when I started talking about thinking about 60-year-olds, because what I wanted to say is that even though my friends look great, there are a lot of them that have health conditions. So, you know, as we sat there talking about, well, at 60, we sit around the table talking about who's got what health condition and who's taking what medication. And if we could go back 40 some years, we were talking about who's dating who and what we're wearing to the dance, you know? So it's a pretty interesting shift because health becomes a much more vital part of our life, doesn't it? As we get older and the body goes through the ravages of time, we got to step in and pay attention because we want our life to be long and vibrant at the same time. So when it comes to GKI, can you think about being curious? I wonder what my GKI is. I wonder what that combination in my body looks like. I wonder if I could get into nutritional ketosis 
And I'm going to post a link in the show notes for this episode that you can read all about that because I know you're quite, well, what is nutritional ketosis and what does that look like and how do I get there and what are the numbers? I'm going to post a link in the show notes for this episode. You can read an article on it and get all of those statistics and the equation to figure it out also and the device that I use, which is called the Keto Mojo. So the interesting thing I want to propose here is what if you could be curious about seeing if you could get into nutritional ketosis through whatever means. I'm not saying you got to follow a ketogenic diet, but what if you learned about getting into nutritional ketosis? What if you experimented with that for a little while and noticed how your body felt? Maybe you wouldn't have the inflammation you experience now. Maybe the metabolic syndrome criteria would start to disappear a little bit. You know, maybe things would start to shift for you and you might find that it's a really nice way to feel healthier and have more energy. But we have to get curious about our health and be willing to step in, right? So as I test my blood, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to poke myself. I don't want to test my blood. Well, gosh, it's really not that bad. It's really not that big of a deal. But it is sure interesting because without that metric, without my ability to look at my GKI on a daily basis, I would not have been able to intelligently shift the nutrition choices that I made because I don't really know what's going on in my body. So this is one of the things that I love about Nisha Winters and her teachings is test, assess, don't guess, right? So if we want to be healthy, we don't want to guess about what is serving us. I've talked about this in previous episodes of Tuesday Train Talks. We don't want to guess about how many macronutrients we're taking in. We want to see because we want to be in charge. We want to be in the driver's seat of the health of our body. And we can step into that driver's seat. But are you willing to put the work in to do that? And if not, it's okay. But be honest with yourself, right? Be, be straight with yourself and say, wow, I'm not willing to do that work for me because that's a really interesting awareness to come to. Why are you not willing to do that work? And I hear from people all the time, they say, I don't want to give up the croissant. I don't want to not eat pasta. And it doesn't have to come to that. So I'm saying when we have no evidence of disease or when we're dealing with other metabolic disorders, which honestly, I have a harder time thinking of people that I know who do not have some kind of an ailment, whether it is metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, arthritis, gut issues, irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, you name it. Insomnia, it goes on and on, the whole lifestyle. And when those things begin to happen, we've got to realize, oh, these are red flags. I've got to start taking charge of my health. And a lot of people think be vegan, be vegetarian, but that may not be what's working for your body. And how do you know? We look at the GKI and we see what that GKI is doing because we know if we can keep it in a nutritional zone, there are studies and studies and studies that show how our metabolism improves, our metabolic health improves. And when our metabolic health improves, it means inflammation reduces. And inflammation is the cause of this pain, right? In our joints, in our guts, so many things that are happening. But we also start to get a healthier microbiome. We start to shift. We go into a fasted state, especially for a long period of fasted states. It has a cellular impact 
It changes our bodies at a cellular level. It is absolutely fascinating. And I know it sounds intimidating and scary, and scary at first because there was a time when I didn't do that. And I thought, I don't want to be hungry. And then I learned, oh, you know, you don't get any hungrier than hungry. This isn't so bad. I can do this. And then I started to see, holy cow, I'm getting some good results here. And as a certified terrain advocate, so excited to say that, that's what I want for everybody. That awareness, that understanding, that experience of knowing I'm really feeling good. I'm feeling better. I have more energy. I don't have brain fog. And I don't have so much fear because you know that you're doing the things to take care of yourself. You're not just waiting for something to happen to you one day so you can say, oh, I got cancer again. Now let me try. Now let me step in. Or even those of us who are living with cancer, it's a really powerful feeling to think that you can take steps in your life to influence your body's ability to heal. So as I put this episode out and I celebrate this accomplishment, which, you know, I look back and I think, again, how people will look and say, you know, you don't look like someone who has cancer. And I think when I was diagnosed, which will be almost three years ago, October 11th will be three years. And so I'm thrilled that I'm the sponsor of International Metabolic Health Day that's happening on October 10th, because that is a hell of a way to celebrate my three years of thriving life since a stage four diagnosis. But at that diagnosis, I decided I'm not going to be that person that people think of when they think of stage four cancer. I am not going to be that person that when they look at me, they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And since that time, I mean, I've gone through my life coach school training. I've changed my business. I've grown my business. And now I've gone through a year of training with an incredibly brilliant physician and learned so much and I'm so excited about learning more and continuing in this network and supporting all of you. So today's tip, think about investigating your GKI. Get curious and ask yourself, what would that mean to you? Would you be willing to look at it? Would you be willing? It's like a little lab test every day. They don't have to fear the big ones that are coming up because every day you can look and say, okay, I see. I see what's going on here. You know, an average range for someone who is not experiencing disease at this point would be to be at a GKI of six to nine in a nutritional level of ketosis. At a lower level than that, even at, at like a seven or an eight, I think it is, is good for weight loss and overall inflammation management. But would you consider having more information and learning how to support yourself and your metabolic health by investigating your GKI and understanding it. Because I think that I, I love this approach when I work with clients and I say, I don't want you to make any changes. I just want you to be more aware. Because when we are aware, change begins to happen. The more we allow our mind to be open to awareness without the pressure of, I've got to change. If I hear that, if I know that, I've got to change. You don't have to change. But if you hear enough and you know enough and you get curious enough, you might be surprised that you'll have a desire to change, that you'll have a desire for organic change, and that things don't become as hard when you really want them for yourself. 
It's a pretty cool experience. So I'm thrilled to celebrate with today's podcast episode, this achievement, and I cannot wait to be sharing more of this with all of you so that we come together as this community of women who've had breast cancer diagnoses and we say, we're not powerless. We're stepping into this shit and we are going to change the perception of what a cancer survivor is. All right, my friends, be good to yourself. Check out the show notes. Consider investigating your GKI and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. You've put your courage to the test Laid all your doubts to rest Your mind is clearer than before Your heart is full and wanting more Your future's at the door Give it all you got No hesitating You've been waiting This is your moment